Gotta churn out that content. <laughs> churn it out. Content machine. Content. What movie did we just watch, Amy? <laughs> we watched The Descendants yes. on... The Des- George Clooney. No. Descendants. No. Not that one? Not that one at all. I thought it was weird no. George Clooney wasn't in this. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, yeah, but we got Kristen Chenoweth. Ouch! The <laughs> Disney Channel movie. Still using that Disney Plus subscription yes. right now. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta do that Disney, Disney Plus. No, this is probably very opposite of the George Clooney descendants. <laughs> I love that they have the same name. I've never seen the George Clooney one. I hear it's, it's got some, some problems with the yeah, With the, the colonialism. And, yeah. And, yeah. Um, but this was, this had no problems with colonialism whatsoever. I mean, yeah, I guess not. Now, I'm not saying that, like, the, the country where it took place didn't have some colonialistic okay, okay. problems. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I can read into the country of uh, Audubon, Adora. Right, they all got combined by one king yeah, into no. one place. Yeah, no, there's some definite problems there, but that's all off-screen. We don't see that in the film at all. Yeah, okay, and it's not real life. <laughs> it's not real life. Yeah. It's a fictional colonialization. Right. So, anyways, The Descendants. Descendants. Disney's The Descendants. Is Disney a movie Channel. for children and teenagers <laughs> about the... Children of the great Disney villains, right now just four. Yes. Um, and that they are all secluded on an island, all the bad guys in the Disney universe on one island, and mm-hmm. then there's kind of like a utopic Disney kingdom. Yeah, I didn't um, off I didn't even know there was a Disney channel or Disney villain extended universe. <laughs> like all the the implication is that all Disney movies exist, exist in the same universe. Uh, you know, I've gotten used to that. Idea after watching like uh, Once Upon a Time. That's true. They did um, a lot in Once Upon a Time. Also a Disney property. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and then you've got all the like uh, princesses things together. Yes, yeah. Um, so the Disney princesses are, is are, are, are like a codified unit. Yeah, they they interact with each other in cartoons mm-hmm. and probably books and other media. Yeah. So this is this things. is an extension of that idea. Yeah. But and what it would what be if like. all of Disney existed in the same place? Yeah, and then all of the kingdoms came together under the Beast's kingdom. Yeah, who's only ever credited as like the Beast? I don't know if he has a name. Yep, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. The, so that was my biggest like recurring thought through this was like, how do names work in this universe? I was like, so we've got so for the the four main characters, we have the children of. Four Disney villains: the children of Maleficent, Cruella Deville, Jafar, and the Evil Queen from Snow White, who is only ever called Evil Queen. Like that yep, is her official her name. canonical name. Which I mean, really, I don't know what you expected uh, hooking up with someone named Evil Queen. <laughs> I don't know how you expected that to not go well from day one. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got fair. they've they twenty years ago roughly uh, were united by. The country was united under the reign of beast. Ow! And he then put all of the villains, I'm assuming from all Disney villains, yeah. not just the four that we see. Yeah, because I think, I think like, Ursula's kid shows up in the second one. That's oh, great. I would like love that. to see that. Um, all exist in the context of, they put, put on this island, stripped of magic. They don't have any magic on the island. Magic doesn't work there. And then um, they all had kids at exactly the same time. <laughs> With no other parents. No, no other parents. They're just reproduced they just via mitosis. Um, 
at exactly the same because all the kids are exactly the same age, right. which makes it effective from a perspective of telling a story about all of them going to high school together. Yeah, which is really the premise of this is like, mm-hmm. what if all the kids of all the Disney characters went to high school together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's there's like the the possible. Well, I guess there's more tension between the the kids of the villains versus the kids of the the good the good people the heroes the princesses the, and yeah. the princes. Um, yeah. I forgot my point about names. Nobody has consistent naming conventions. And I'm mm-hmm. like, cool. So we've got Maleficent, who's Maleficent, and her daughter's named Mal, which, which is like short the same name. Maleficent. Yeah, because that was my other theory. They're all clones. But yeah. um, I was like, I wonder if they have last names, like if they're yeah. just Maleficent. But then on the date, Maleficent, or Mal, Maleficent Jr., reveals she has a middle name. Yeah, it's Bertha. It's Bertha, which is a great middle name. Um, she hates it because yeah. of story reasons. But like, so if she's got a first name and a middle name, she there has, has to be a last, last name. name. What is it? I don't know. I mean, Cruella Deville has a last name, first name Cruella, last name Deville. So Carlos, yeah, her son, clearly Carlos has Deville, which is not a play on words. It's not the way that it's, Cruella is. <laughs> it's just Carlos Deville. <laughs> Carlos Deville. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then the evil queen's daughter's name is Evie, Evie. which seems like short for evil yeah. instead of Evelyn or mm-hmm. um, something else. And then uh, Jafar's, Jafar's son is, is Jay. Jay, yeah, seems like short for Jafar. Yeah, Jay. I, I will say, like, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but the uh, the entirety of the evil villains that we see in this series show a complete lack of imagination about anything. They are um, just very. Black and white, evil and good, mm-hmm. um, evil for evil's sake, yeah. with really no other. I was I was hoping for a little bit more out of that. I mean, Malevolent, Malevolent, Maleficent is of course played by Christian Chenoweth, who brings absolutely everything to this role. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, Angelina Jolie, you've been outclassed because <laughs> Christian Pat. Chenoweth is perfect. I haven't seen yeah. Maleficent yeah. the movie, but Christian Chenoweth is just so perfect for this, and I was. I, early on in the movie, I was expecting a little bit of, like, some nuance to these characters. Um, for example, Mal steals candy from a baby early on mm-hmm. at the end of their intro song. And he's like, I stole candy from my baby. And mom's like, eh, whatever. Um, and then Maleficent spits on it, rubs it in her armpit, and gives it back to the baby. And it's like, that's the difference between being mean and truly evil. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting distinction. It is. And then it's never brought up again yeah. or referenced or thought about any deeper Just than no that. <laughs> I'm like, no ooh, that would be an interesting thing. Let's talk about being mean versus being evil. Yeah. And why those aren't the same things. Those aren't interchangeable. Yeah. No, they didn't go there. They didn't go there. I mean, I would say it's for teens and kids, but gosh, there are some great kid movies out there with have excellent characterization <laughs> and nuance and whatnot, but it's okay. I don't know. I think... I think the core four got a fair amount of nuance. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they were struggling with whether they wanted to be evil or good. They were, yeah, they were struggling. I, so I think the storytelling didn't help them. Like the because you know what the story is going to be the moment it happens mm-hmm. is they're going to get sent to this school and they're going to learn being evil is bad. They're going to make friends. And they're going to make friends and they're going to be good. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was such a given. That they skipped showing that happening? Yeah. There's, like, 
Jay likes to be on a team. He goes from being a solo act to, to, to working on a teamwork. team. Because his coach gives him one kind of mediocre pep talk about how teams are good. Yeah, yeah. Or Carlos finds a dog and is like, I love dogs. Who knew? This is my new best friend. That's, that's the whole story. <laughs> you get closer with Evie and Mal's stories. Yeah. You know, Evie learns she can be more than just beautiful. She gets a B plus on a test. We don't see her study for it or put in any effort, yeah. but she does get a B plus and is like, hey, that's not oh, bad. There, there's more that I could be. I can well, do. Yeah, and she starts kind of like liking the nerd character who's Dopey's child. Yes, and because everyone comes in and introduces themselves as who they're the children of. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's how like the billionaire children do it in in our world like i wouldn't be surprised I, i'm jane daughter of so and so yeah <laughs> who knows but i thought that was funny like well particularly when like um mulan's kid walks in and he goes i'm so and so mulan's kid yeah it was <laughs> just very blatantly like this is how we're doing this now skipping any subtext or characterization for development, <laughs> development. knowing and i have i have some qualms about mal's story i'm not gonna lie <laughs> go ahead <laughs> well so the the story such as it is the goal that these kids are trying to accomplish and being evil is to see, steal the fairy godmother's magic wand and give it to maleficent so she can rule the world we got, we got some cat feet bite. Oh, cat bite feet. Give I'm going to bite those feet. Um, and that's like the closest thing the movie gets to a thrust. Although they basically stop trying to steal it after their first attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a little weird. But they realize, oh, it's going to be at the coronation of Beast's son. He's going to be dubbed with it as a ceremonial thing and they're like well if we can get close to him we can get close to the wand and we can steal it the day of the event and that's not bad as the story goes um so they cast a magic potion on him that makes him fall in love with mal and leads to a fantastic song I really loved the song with him. The ridiculous. The ridiculous. That, that was that was a quality song. Right yeah, there. it was good. It he was, was singing good. on the on the the field of fantasy it sport. It was so catchy. It was like enunciated so clearly. Yeah, and just 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 on the right side of too cheesy to be serious. Yeah, um, it was great. I loved it. It was a great song. She, she cast the spell. It works. He's in love with her, and then she proceeds to fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is weird, because, like, she's falling in love with the version of him that's under a love spell. Like, there's there's sort of, like, a little bit of hinted flirtiness early yeah. on, but, like, that gets... It's not sufficient to build yeah. this relationship on. But she falls in love with him, and that's her arc, as she fell in love with a prince and decides to be good. Which is, um, as far as these things go, not impressive to me. Mm. Um, and then, of course, like sidestepping all of the consent issues it's revealed at the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie that actually he wasn't under the spell most of the time because he took a bath in a magic lake and it wore off yeah which made me kind of feel bad for his girlfriend who is kind of painted as like the the mean girl yeah the regina george of the high school yes um but like i mean from a consent perspective, I guess he did decide to stick with it after a while. Mm-hmm. 
like it's like oh, I guess I'm gonna keep pretending to be in love or keep being in love with you I guess even after the potion's worn off but I don't know maybe some of the good lessons with the fairy godmother were also getting through to Mel maybe we didn't see um, that though <laughs> yeah or the talk that like Mulan's d- daughter whose name was Luna or Lulu I'm not sure yeah they asked like, don't your moms make you chocolate chip cookies when mm-hmm. you're sad? And and they were all like, no. Yes. No, they don't. Those were that was a good moment. Like yeah. that scene was strong. Um, the stuff with the fairy godmother's daughter almost worked. I feel like, but not. I, I, I struggled with that storyline. Um, he's like, okay, Mal's manipulating her to get what she wants. Mm-hmm. And preying on like her insecurities and being a mean girl, yes. like like that, to me again showed the distinction between being mean and evil in, mm-hmm. in a thing that I wish they dealt with more. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Uh, um, because she wasn't being mean, but she was being evil. Like mm-hmm. she like there she was being manipulative and destructive, mm-hmm. um, and that's all really not interesting, not good, but interesting. Um, but like. Also, as soon as Mal changes everybody's hair, like, that's the only thing she does, everybody kind of goes back to hating her again? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what what growth did we have here? Like, Well, and, and then that's around the time where they start, uh, the four evil children uh, start noticing that other kids, they start disliking that other people automatically dislike them because mm-hmm. of their parents yeah. as well. Which, again, like so much of this movie, almost felt like something. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was almost a thing there. Um, I don't know. I. Yeah. And then, and then of course, the end, Jane, fairy godmother's daughter, who just has the name Jane. Is it Jane Godmother? I don't know. Um, steals the wand and accidentally frees Maleficent, and that leads to the climax of the movie. And they're like, no, we want to be good after all, because I like dogs. <laughs> Um, which is, is fine. It's fine. It was fine. It's fine. Um, but it was just because her hair was different that she had these massive personality swings. Jane? Yeah. Uh, I, I felt like her characterization didn't work for me. Her story existed solely to serve the needs of the plot rather than any sort of characterization. Yeah, well, there was a lot of that yeah. in the film. Yeah, there There's, was a lot of that like, my, my, my Disney Channel movie bar is very low. That's fair. And and it actually, I enjoyed it more than I think I would your average Disney Channel oh, I movie. loved watching it. I, I want to um, be clear about that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the I heck really out of watching I really enjoyed this. the musical numbers. <laughs> Uh, Kristen Chenoweth gets a whole fabulous oh, number. Oh my gosh! I think she was perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted one more than that. I felt like they could have. I think Kathy and Jimmy can can sing. I feel like that's. Uh, true. I wanted. I wanted. Wanted more musical. Numbers. I wanted. I wanted more musical numbers. There were not uh, enough musical numbers. Yeah, yeah. So there, were, yeah, there were plot holes, but it was overall enjoyable. Oh sure, um, yeah. I enjoyed the heck and, out of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's directed by Kenny Ortega, who did the High School Musical films, mm-hmm. or at least one of them. He did all three. And did all three, which is like, like good storytelling. Oh yeah, I mean, I, there's I've a reason seen the there's... original High School Musical, but it's good. Like, yeah. I, I, I unqualifiedly enjoy the original High School Musical. It's 
why they could make High School Musical the musical, the, the series. series. Which I'm real interested in watching. Yeah. I don't know if it's any good, but I'm real interested in watching it. Uh, one, and he then directed the follow, two follow-up movies to this, Descendants mm-hmm. 2 and 3. Yeah. And did Hocus Pocus, yeah. which was a sleeper at the time, but now we know. Everybody loves Hocus like Pocus. Every, all, all millennials love it, except for Kevin, who hasn't seen I it. I haven't seen it. I so don't know he will it. never love it because he will never have the nostalgia <laughs> for it. I didn't watch it on the Disney Channel growing up like everybody else my age. I didn't have the Disney Channel okay. growing up. How I didn't did have you cable. How did you discover Hocus Pocus? I don't Pocus? know. I came to the theater, and yeah. then I had, like, I don't know. Fond memories. Rented it. I guess. I mean, that, that's Fond the thing video. people did once upon a time, is rent videos. Watch it again. Yeah. I'm sure it probably played on ABC around Halloween team. I didn't have cable growing up, so that's I missed true. on... Missed uh, on yeah. Um, fun, fun fact, fact for you, Kevin. I like fun facts. Uh, did you notice that Sleeping, no. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty's daughter, Audrey was Maggie from the reboot of Charmed. No. <laughs> I did not notice that. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, I know who that okay. character is. Okay. That was the, the mean girl we were talking yeah. about. Yeah, the Regina George. Yeah. Of the... I know who that character is. No, uh-huh. I know who that She's that Maggie. Name. She's the youngest Charmed one on Charmed. Huh. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. And it looks exactly the same. So it wasn't like you. she was hidden in makeup. I believe anything. you entirely. <laughs> no, I didn't notice that. <laughs> For the folks at home, we've watched all of the new series of Charmed. Or almost all. We're not caught up. But I've watched it at least an entire season of Charmed. Mm-hmm. No, I had no idea that was her. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. Cool. Her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, had, I had complicated feelings about her as a character. Oh, she's very one-dimensional. Well, yeah. But, like, she's holding this grudge against Maleficent. For putting her mother to sleep for a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah, That's fair. I get that. I get that. That's fair. Um, But, you know, Maleficent kind of had a point, too. Of You know, she got stiffed at the the christening. She was, like, the only person in the entire kingdom that wasn't invited, which is a real big middle finger to Maleficent. I I realize you're an evil prince or fairy. Evil fairy? Is she a fairy? Uh, I think in this, in The Descendants, she was established as a fairy, but um, I don't know in the wider universe if she's a witch, fairy, or other creature with horns. Yeah. Human, cursed human? I don't know. It turns into a dragon. Yeah. Um, Yeah, she was a fairy in this. And, like, that's that's also a valid point. It was kind of a jerk thing to do. I think the the response might have been a little overkill. Um, That was a fascinating moment when... Audrey's grandmother shows up at family day. We don't see Sleeping Beauty. We don't see Aurora at any point. No, I believe Aurora was positioned behind Audrey and her grandmother at the coronation. Okay, so but it was not commented didn't have a speaking in any role. way. Like they used, at least gave Snow White a speaking role at the coronation. Uh, yeah. um, like that wasn't. I was. I almost felt something in that scene. Because it was sort of like the, you know, crash in the country club moment of like, oh, I can't believe you're here. You, you, I feel like it's set up to definitely feel bad for Mal. Yeah, no, rather absolutely. Rather than feel bad for Audrey yeah. and her grandmother. And I, I did. I felt bad for Mal in that moment. Like, I think that, that worked in making me feel that. The thing is, at that moment, it's happening towards the end of the film, and we've been watching Mal 
become more and more drawn to being good. Yes. And to be fair, Audrey did have a point in mistrusting Mal because Mal came in the beginning totally with an ulterior motive motive to carry out an evil plan. And so Audrey was not wrong in to be suspicious. And snobby. I, I mean, know. So that, that's that's what I'm saying. When I have these complicated feelings about Audrey yeah. as a character. Like, yes, yeah, she's written very one dimensionally, but like, there's like the kids were bad or evil yeah. or or certainly trying their best to be. Um, and she got her boyfriend stolen. Yeah, like via magic, which was her big fear. And I guess we're supposed to be okay with it because she bounces back and she starts seeing Chad Cinderella's yeah, but clearly son. Clearly, like a revenge thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, she doesn't care about Chad. She, uh, but, I don't know. Maybe that means she didn't really care about Beast's son, who has a name. Brad? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe she was only dating him for the prestige. And maybe there's something possibly, deeper. But that wasn't made clear. No. No. Because the character wasn't written super well. No. No. There was no subtlety here. No. I can, I, I'm fine with that as a reading of it. I think it's, that's... A charitable reading of her. She was she was just a gold digger as much as, for example, Evie was presented as. I think gold digger is such the wrong word, though. Because That's fair. you're right. She's a princess. She's a princess. <laughs> They're both princesses. Audrey and Evie are both already princesses. Uh, no, no. Is that in that world, Evie was not a princess because her mom was the evil queen. She had no royal okay. status. Fine. <laughs> princess in exile. Okay. But, I mean, is there a hierarchy between the royalty? Because Beast and Bell are, like, king and, and queen, queen, and now their son is being coordinated at 16 as the king, which I don't I don't understand I the logic in that, that but, but okay. <laughs> so are they at a higher, are they the most royal as opposed to Cinderella and Prince Charming and Snow White and Prince, are they both Prince Charmings? They're different Prince Charmings. They're different Prince Charming. That's the whole joke in Into the Woods. Is yeah. their brothers? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> They're both prince, princes, this charming. Is the song they do, agony, agony. That's such a good song. It's a great. Song. Oh, it's a great. It's great, a great moment. Cool. Yeah, um, uh, uh, yeah. That that's not addressed. Parentage is very unclear throughout most of this movie. <laughs> you know, for for creating the concept of like we're going to have a thing about all the kids of these famous people. Like, they didn't put any other work into, like, figuring out what that would be like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Some big holes in yeah, this backstory. Like, I want, I want it to be richer than it is. Yeah. Like, I want to know, like, I would be fascinated in, as an example, like, hey, what if you, like, even when you did the Harry Potter and had all the villains, like, pair up. So you have, like... Jafar and Cruella Deville have a son together, and so mm-hmm. you've got this new son who's an intriguing mix of both of these characters. Which, no, we don't have. They don't. If they don't have a famous parent, they don't have a famous. They don't have a parent of that. Meanwhile, everyone who got paired up in a Disney movie has a child now: Beast and Belle, Charming and Snow White, Cinderella, and other Charming. Like, so they both have two parents. Um. I don't know, does, does Mulan pair up with a guy at the end? I think, yeah, yeah the, the, the guy, the, the trainer, guy. Yeah, the okay. army guy that sings the, this, the song, We'll Make a Man Out of yes, You. I, that makes sense. I think. Obviously, that was her father. Um, I wrote down, there was there was one that I was real confused about. I mean, we don't know fairy godmother Jane yeah, parentage. Yeah. Um, 
this the dwarves. We don't know. Yeah, what, what they're. Um. Oh, that wasn't about parentages at all. No, I thought it was interesting. Um, I had this note in my head, and I wrote it down. Uh, Cinderella, the movie Cinderella, and the movie Beauty and the Beast, neither ha- neither one of those really has a traditional Disney villain archetype. That's true. Because I was thinking witch about witch or evil queen. Those yeah, are your choices. those are your those are your typical ones. Wait, Cinderella has evil stepmother, which stands in for evil queen. I guess Cinderella does have an evil yeah. stepmother. Yeah, but she's she's, not, the, she's yeah, evil. Yeah, I mean she's not evil as she's in not a magic. Villain. She is a villain. The stepmother is absolutely okay. a villain in Cinderella. Fair. She doesn't have magic. Maybe. But I, it's going with that mother yeah. being bad, which <laughs> happens weird so in often Disney in Disney movies. Bad or dead, because you got Belle's dead mom. Yeah, she. They're <laughs> either 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 evil, evil or, or dead. Bad. Yeah. Um, okay, that's fair. But I was I was trying to think. I was thinking about like the choice of like these four villains. Like, what is it that's unique about these four villains that we picked them? Like, Maleficent is is a great example because Maleficent's the most interesting part of Sleeping Beauty, right? And so spectacle heavy. It reads really well. Yeah. On screen. Oh yeah. Beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. design. Um, and then like like Cruella Deville is a villain in the very traditional like mold. Yeah. But I was thinking about like. From a standpoint of, like, crimes? Like, Creole de Ville kidnaps some dogs. Um, Kevin, are you saying it's okay to kidnap 101 Dalmatians? I'm not saying it's okay to kidnap 101 Dalmatians. Okay. But I'm thinking about, like... People are going to (laughs) talk. I'm thinking about the punitive systems of the Disney expanded universe, where causing a princess to fall asleep for a thousand years or a hundred years... Gets the same punishment as kidnapping some dogs. I mean, like, those are the questions <laughs> that I have, like across the board. And then there's the timeline, like because 101 oh, Dalmatians yeah. is clearly mid mid 20th century, whereas Maleficent and Sleeping Beauty was obviously a very different time period. Same with Beauty and the Beast and the sort of like high fantasy of Snow White. So, like, but all of those things happened roughly 20 years ago. Like, the the events of Beauty and the Beast happened 25 to 30 years ago, depending on how long it took to unite the countries. But, like, the cosmology of the Disney Expanded Universe (laughs) is not expounded upon in a way that I was satisfied by, by this film. (laughs) I, I, it didn't bother me. No, it it never bothered me. I'm just, like, I'm curious. They all, I figure they all are like following the styles of different centuries in our universe and happening around the same time. And, and if Sleeping be. Beauty slept for a hundred years, then maybe these folks are like immortal or something, or they live for a really long time. Maybe that's why Beast's kid gets to be corner, crowned at uh, 16. Because Beast's dad's not, Beast isn't going to die right, for all forever. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I like yeah. it. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other villains is. You have Ursula, which Ursula? will come in in the later films. Yes. Um, Captain Hook, who I suspect comes in later. Yeah, I think. we didn't have any Peter no, Pan, no Peter Pan. Uh, folks. I'm thinking of, there's a board game called Disney's Villainous, uh, where they take the same idea of, like, let's focus on the villains, because they're the most yeah. interesting part of these. Um, I don't know, there's a evil rat in uh, Great Mouse Detective. 
Okay. I don't know. Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. I haven't seen that. Does he? Uh, I think it's like a cardinal. Yeah. Or or something. Uh, Pocahontas has a bad guy. Yeah. The head of the army. The head of the Virginia company. The Virginia company. Um. I think that's Lion King Scar. Scar. Yeah. We don't know if they're going to go in. I have so many questions about the talking animals in the Disney universe. That's fair. That's fair. That are not addressed in this film at all. That's fair. <laughs> I had another train of thought, but I think it's gone now. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Is it about villains or one thing or I thought was, uh, switching from the okay story. Okay. Switching from the story, holes, which bother Gavin a lot more. They don't, I don't think they bother me. me. That's not the word I want to use. I want just to have solve questions. it. I want just to figure questions. it out. I want to use the text of the film to figure out what's going on. Maybe it's yeah. answered the other two films. I should probably watch those. Um, yes. What was oh, okay. Moving okay. on. Uh, I do think it's interesting. I have to go back and watch High School Musical. But uh, the way that the musical numbers are filmed are very much in music video land rather than musical theater on film land. Yes. Yes. And I thought that was interesting of where, where we've come in mm-hmm. the Disney Channel musical so one of the things and i remember this because i watched i don't know if you know this i watched high school musical like live like when it came out i was watching the premiere of it okay Um, which i'm not unusual in that it was the biggest premiere of a disney channel original movie at its time because here's my story with high school musical i was in a virgin record store in high school and in like peak kevin enjoying musical theater moment phase um and i always had this listening wall at virgin where you go listen to new popular interesting albums yeah i i remember those yeah. in stores um and like the number one like the very first one there was a soundtrack for a thing called high school musical and like this was again i was being in high school musical this is the moment and i'm like oh this is so great like it's yeah. a musical about a high school musical called high school musical like i'm in love and i bought the album right then and there uh-huh. um, i listened to some of it first but i was like i'm buying this regardless <laughs> And so that came out before the movie did, as far as I remember. So I was there, like, to watch the movie live. And after the movie, they did a behind-the-scenes featurette. And one of the things they talked about, looping it back to your thought about the music video aspect of it, was all of the dances in the original High School Musical, at least, and I suspect this continued further on, um, all used what I would now call pedestrian movement. Um, Which is to say they were designed to be easy to replicate for the folks at home watching it. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was even a segment in this behind-the-scenes feature where they taught you how to do the dance moves from, I think it was Get Your Head in the Game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now when I watch these Kenny Ortega things, I'm like, that's the same things. I think he choreographed them all as well. Okay. Um, I think I saw he choreographed it. Maybe with someone else. But like, it's, that's exactly what I'm seeing. It's like, hey, there's a group of like 30 people doing all of the exact same dance moves that are all relatively simple to perform. They're visually interesting, but they're not physically difficult to accomplish. Wait, are you saying that musical theater dances are easier to learn than music video dances? No, no. I'm just saying that they filmed, that they choreographed these dances to be easy for fans of the things to put, to do at home. Okay. Um, That has nothing to do specifically with the music video, like, filmed nature of it, but... One of the things I noticed is that they're often filmed in, in a way to show off those dance moves. Again, which ties back into my thought about, like, they want you to be able to perform these dances. 
That's fair. That makes me wonder what specifically was triggering in my head that it's more of a music video um, than than musical theater. I know what I f- where I got that from. What? Well, particularly I was thinking about the opening song, the mm-hmm. Rotten to the Core, which is sort of a motif that shows up throughout the whole thing, um, is... For the initial portion of that, we see the four kids like wandering through the city, and it's a lot of quick cuts and sort of like jumping and parkour and like moving around. And then it's only at the end where they become the camera becomes much more stationary. Mm-hmm. But that's the sort of thing that they, I think was done like Newsies, and I felt like quite possibly I haven't seen. I, it's been a long time since it's I've on, seen it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> Both newsies, both the, uh, the the film and the stage the version. Studio. We can do a comparison. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also that song was did not sound like musical theater. Yeah, to a me. lot of what the kids were singing were, was very in like a pop music mm-hmm. sphere of which of is not unusual for the High School Musical stuff either. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only seen the first High School Musical. I should probably remedy that, but it's good. But yeah, in that pop music sphere, I don't know. Oh, what else was no. was feeding that to you? You shouldn't say something. We don't have support for it. But <laughs> so, well, this is a next, gut reaction. The next podcast. time I watch, I'll see you, baby. Yeah, we'll watch it again after this. We'll just we'll go through it again and, and again and again. But no, I I do want to say like even though like all these plot holes and these things and questions are fascinating, but I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was yeah, fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's very low stakes. Oh yeah. You know exactly what's going to happen, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's some fun music. And, and Christy Chenoweth things. is in it, and she's amazing. Yeah, I she, love need, her. she needed more songs. Needed more songs. I think the whole thing needed more songs. There were yeah. large swaths of time where, like, oh, you can put a song there. Mm. Um, like when she's changing everybody's hair and, like, making them cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a perfect moment for a song. Let's it's have a makeup song. montage song. Yeah. Um, and the girls ripping their skirts. Like, now I'm cool. <laughs> I loved it. Like, yeah. I had a four-inch perfect hair in my skirt, and now I'm cool. Yeah. And new hair. And new hair that all looked kind of exactly the same. It was same. all long hair with curls. Yeah. yeah. It was. I mean, I read that as, like, deliberate on the part of, like, the designers, because it was the exact same yeah. spell she cast multiple times. Yeah. So okay. them ending up with the exact same hair, like, worked. Yeah. Made sense. Yeah. Um, which I thought was funny. With the costumes, we didn't know about the costumes. The yeah, costumes, costumes were, were great. Fun. Costumes were seeing the live action uh, Maleficent and Evil Queen uh-huh. made me go, man, their heads are really covered. Yeah, like, <laughs> and <laughs> that's it's, true. <laughs> it's the kind of covering that I think of, like underneath a nun's habit. I don't know what that's called. I'm sure it has a name oh, of what that. I not the, not the habit part of not the like part that hangs down but the part underneath that frames their face. I feel like that's called a wimp. Okay, maybe. I maybe. Don't, I, don't I don't know. It, it certainly has a I name. was in sound of music in high school, so I know everything there is to know about nuns. Okay. <laughs> then. I don't know nuns. But yeah, that's hmm, what's going on with our <laughs> portrayal of evil women with like all of this yeah, no, covered no hair. up, no hair. Yeah, just um, just the face. Yeah, just the like face framed by interesting things. I, yeah, yeah. That, that's something that reads more pronounced when it's actually put on a person. Yes, than watching a, yeah, on it, a it can it cartoon. can come across a little more stylized or, or less weird in in a animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I noticed. I mean, like, they don't do that. That's how, like, the X-Men also look kind of in the cartoons and the comics. Yes. So, like, the women with very things that cover their hair and just show their yeah. face. And they didn't go that route in any of the X-Men films. Maybe they should have. <laughs> that's what would have saved them. Um, and there's yeah. been at least two good X-Men movies. There have been some good X-Men movies. Um, yeah. But yeah, the costumes... Yeah. Oh, and the the kids' costumes did a great job of... of Referencing their parents. Yeah, without, like, being obvious? Literal. Yeah, literal, literal. Yeah, they're real fun. Yeah. They were were getting... They were a little bit on the side of, like, silly and a a little too costumey. They were were real leather heavy. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone was wearing leather. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that works in the 100, but maybe not, not in the <laughs> Well, sentence. so, like, in, the, in this, it's, there was this sort of, like, I read the leather as, like, the Danny Zuko of bad boy. <laughs> like, it's bad leather. Yeah. Like, which is, I'm sure there's a, there's a thread you can draw between, like, James Dean does Danny Zuko to infamously Draco in leather pants in the fan fiction communities. Um, most of the Harry Potter fanfiction communities to like a sort of like it's it's that quick easy shorthand mm-hmm. um, yeah but I mean it was going in like kind of a little bit Halloween costume yes. rather than costume for the film I'm fine with that for what this mm-hmm. film is and where it's yeah occurring. well because nobody else dresses like that in the movie like the the kids at the high school don't have like they have costume they have outfits but they're not like so deliberately referential to anything oh jane's was super referential to the the fairy godmother oh, was it? they were replicating the color and the okay. bows i didn't catch in that slightly different ways um, maybe it wasn't leather so i didn't notice <laughs> i mean we didn't see a lot of other moms so it's hard yeah to tell but um i think that like audrey had like a lot of glow like gold embossing thread going on in her costumes um beast and bell's son had that blue yellow thing going on those were their colors i guess i read that specific that one specifically is the high school colors because it was the high school colors well that's because because he's, king of everything. he's the king of everything so that's why they're high school colors. i was also thinking about it when we were watching the sport event mm-hmm. um which all sport events need cannons that shoot like arrows, arrows at people <laughs> what what um like how much does it suck to be like the rival school <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where where are those kids from? from like, Sherwood, what is the Sherwood r- Forest? Oh, that was, okay, they were the Sherwoods. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, okay. They, they mentioned that once. I didn't. Um, yeah, it was a Sherwood Forest High. I guess okay. that's where all the Robin Hood folks are at. Okay, but like, like your high school is going up against the high school run by the king. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're king. That's rough. They're unified. Like, it's all like, he's, he's your king, too. And like, oh, like, you're in the same, like, you're going up against your future king. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be tough. It, that's, yeah. That's a new meaning to underdogs. Yeah. In our previous episode, we talked about CGI versus practical effects. Yeah. I don't know if you found it distracting, but I found the CGI ball in the sport so, so distracting. I didn't pay any attention to it. Well, it was it was very clear to me that it was not just CGI, but that it was 
like nobody was acting like they knew how to manipulate the ball. Okay. They would yeah. just like hold their little paddles and the ball would sort of bounce. Uh, okay, now <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I mean, the sport was made up and I'm fine with a made up sport that has un- unexplained rules. That doesn't bother me at all, especially because they got trebuchets shooting arrows at people. Um, but it was very clearly like they were just running around and the ball did not follow any sort of physics. Maybe there's not physics in this world. Maybe. Maybe there's maybe not. Maybe it's, it's a magic maybe ball. It's different, different physics. Different physics. <laughs> that only impact this ball in this one sport. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got that with the snitch and Harry Potter. That's true. Which follows its, its own magic. rules. It's a magic wall. Um, but I found it just, a, like, distracting, maybe not the right word, because I could still follow what else was going on, but I was watching the ball very closely the whole time. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't doing anything consistently. <laughs> it followed its own rules. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'd just stick to the paddle because the animators just didn't want to deal with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. It's a TV movie. It's a TV movie. It's, it's fine. You gotta, you gotta do it. We gotta have, we got a fantasy sport where they got shields and arrows. I think what was bothering me more there was, there was some like green screen backgrounds, and that was like yeah, ooh. some of those were a little gross. Ooh. I will say the um, the coronation didn't feel like that to me most of the time. Yeah, there were a few shots. Were a few, like when like... when uh, Jay was being chased by the dragon, that one felt real real rough. <laughs> but for the most part, like I know they didn't build that set, so it was probably CGI. And most of the time it felt pretty good, so. Yeah, no. I do want to watch Descendants 2 and 3. If only to see if they answer any of these mountain of questions I have. <laughs> no. That's fair. Somehow I think they won't, but, uh, no, you know, ma- maybe, maybe. Give them a shot. Give them. Expand the give Descendants them. expanded universe. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. an animated show, too. Yeah. With the, uh, the same voice cast. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was shocked gotta... to find out Descendants 3 came out this year. Hmm. Like, 2019. I, this this felt, like, so far removed. I mean, the first one came out in 2015, so it's not even that old. Right. Like, it's four years old. But I I feel like my brain just put it closer to the original High School Musical movies, which uh-huh. weren't old when this came out. Like, these were probably made very close to back-to-back. I feel like I'm just way past the point where I know what's going on in the Disney Channel anymore well so i the reason i felt like it's like i feel like that like i don't know what's going on on the disney channel anymore um but i knew about the descendants so my brain was it must have been happening a while ago Uh, if it's something that i knew about from the disney channel but apparently i picked it up elsewhere in my brain Mm -hmm. speaking of i'm also really enjoying the heck out of best friends whenever the disney channel oh the show you've been watching i've been watching um, Disney Channel sitcom about two friends who can travel through time with each other. I'm loving it. It's great. Kevin likes slightly bad things. <laughs> I don't think it's slightly bad. Oh, okay. It might be slightly bad. The laugh track is rough for me. Oh, the laugh track's rough. I'll give you that. I, I look past that. I, I haven't watched any of it, but I've heard, heard it playing listening. in the background. It's pretty jarring. <laughs> Uh, but as someone who like couldn't get into a lot of the Disney Channel things, like I tried Sweet Life of Zack and Coe, I tried uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, never got, never hit me the right way. Yeah. This one's hitting me. Oh, okay. Like, I'm excited okay. to watch another episode of it. Okay, okay. Kevin's ringing <laughs> it, endorsements. It might just be the time travel, and I'm a sucker for time travel. <laughs> yeah. I like you put time travel in anything, and I'll watch it. Yeah. I once watched a rom com starring Vin- Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio. 
where he was a time traveler, but it was unconfirmed the whole time whether or not he was a time traveler or if he was just making it up. So there was no actual time travel that took place in the movie. I watched the whole thing just in case. It's actually a pretty good movie. It's fine. (laughs) But at the time, I'm like, when does the time travel happen? Aw, you were misled. I was misled. It was a good movie. Uh, Anything else about The Descendants? Um, just that I think they handled the evil parents better than the runaways has been. On oh Hulu. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 mad about how they handled the parents on Runaways. Yeah, there's been a little too much nuance. Yeah, onto the side of good. Yeah. Um. Well, oh, that, that was that was work. one thing. Again, I, I don't like talking too much for like I expected a movie to be, but I almost expected the like storyline of this for like the resolution of this to be like hey there's nothing more evil than rebelling against your parents so let's all be good to really stick it to them like that would have been cliche but at least in an interesting way yeah well we're gonna get so many cliches things in this film. i know Why not like, just throw like, that you one throw in. Some more in there but like, like there's nothing more rebellious than rebelling against your parents well yeah and that made me wonder too are any of the good kids gonna like actually kind of rebel maybe not on to evil side but more than just ripping a four inch <laughs> uh like slit, slit in their skirt yeah. <laughs> are they gonna... yeah i i mean you can't you can't expect nuance from this, nope. and and you shouldn't. Really, huh? But I would have loved just Let's a little bit. Let's go back twenty minutes <laughs> and say that again. I want nuance in everything. Okay, <laughs> but I I wanted nuance. I wanted I wanted just a little bit more ambiguity than I think what we got. Because mm-hmm. I think again, looking to Runaways, sort of the parents of evil or children of evil sort of storyline does a real good job of sort of balancing that in a lot of interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the comic slightly more than the movie or the TV show only because the TV show makes it ambiguous if the parents are even really evil. Yeah. So like, well then what's the point? But yeah, I want I wanted some of that. But yeah, like seeing like again, we're not gonna get this from this movie. That's fine. I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> But, like, questioning, like, well, what does it even mean to be evil or good? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, it's like, nope, binary, hard line, these people are good, these people are evil. And you got to pick a side. <laughs> we don't even question what those two things mean, other than, like, evil, I want to rule everything or steal things. And, you know, steal candy from baby. Yeah. Spit on it and give it back. But, like, stealing candy from a baby is mean. Spitting on candy and then giving it back to the baby is evil. evil. Like that's it. That's the sort of thing. Like the movie starts off with that moment of nuance, and then then jettisons it. it. (laughs) Well, stay tuned because we may have Descendants two two and three three. on Disney Plus. We're not sponsored, but I mean, we we take a sponsorship. I don't think Disney even sponsor anything. No, they have all the money. (laughs) They're basically the king of everything. Yeah, they have they have a monopoly on media. Yeah, and everyone will watch something on Disney. Yeah. Cool. This has been the second in our double feature ep- of episodes about Disney Plus. <laughs> They've got their hooks in us. Yep. Good job, Disney. You did it. Yep. We're hooked. Say goodnight, Amy. Good night. <laughs>